Hi everyone, Kara here. Just a heads up that we recorded this from our Instagram live stream about a month ago, so the audio quality isn't going to be quite what you're used to from the other podcasts. Uh, mine in particular is a little bit on the bad side, so apologies in advance for that, but we hope you enjoy the episode regardless. You're tuning in to We Just Like to Talk. I'm your host, Becky. And I'm Kara. This is a podcast for easy listening about hard subjects. And today's topic is... Celebrating our 1,000 downloads. I mean, Woo. you could just also call it celebrating life in general. First, we should say thank you to everyone that has supported us so far, that has downloaded our podcast, that has plugged us. Um, we really appreciate all the support. And yeah, we hope that you continue listening to our episodes. Uh, give us feedback. If you want to hear something, let us know. And we're really enjoying it. So I think we're going to continue on. <laughs> what was your most favorite episode to date? It's a tough question. I like a lot of them. Yeah. But I think, I mean, the, I think the one I'm most proud of is the one where we talk about my asexuality and aromanticism. Cause I'm happy that I got to sort of use our, our uh, podcast as a platform for that. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe the most fun episode I would have to say would maybe like be either Buffy or talking about moving. Mm, that was a good one. Yeah, I like I like any episode where either both of us can be vulnerable or we can like share a different side or a deeper side of ourselves. I think that's always uh, amazing. I think my favorite episode was the we just like to recommend things because I just feel like it flowed so well. It was just a really like not fluffy episode, but it was just it was all just fun. And it was all just both things that we that we enjoy that we want to share with the rest of the world. So I like that one. And then speaking about being vulnerable, <laughs> I like the Becky likes boys episode. <laughs> I mean, I think that one was just a really fun one to record. And then also getting to spill a little bit of tea without having to say names was uh, was nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I would say those two. But honestly, I feel like there are there are so many good ones and there are so many golden nuggets within the episode. So I think it's hard to just narrow it down to like one or two. Yes, although I will say for, for people who are tuning in, like we do only have 18 episodes. So you could like binge us if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, there's no excuse. We are very binge worthy. Um, okay, so we talked about favorite episodes. Uh, what has been your least favorite episode? You could give whatever reason, or you could say you have none because we're perfect. Hmm. And yeah, they're all perfect episodes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe one of the early ones. So interesting. Yeah. Just I, that's my an, that's my answer too. We're just still figuring everything out, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. I remember like, maybe not like our, obviously our very, very first one was pretty rough, but also the second and the third, I think had a couple of like rough patches in them or, or we would start to say something and then we'd have to backtrack. And so I agree with you on that for sure. There was nothing I feel like that we recorded that I was like, didn't enjoy listening back to oh, after. We would have released it if that were the case, right? <laughs> we got yeah. our own quality control. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So I was thinking we could do some sort of like rapid fire question round. I mean, it doesn't have to be super rapid, but any sort of question, uh, I'll start. Okay, if you weren't a teacher as a profession, what would you be doing instead? Um, either like international, like assassin, or Ooh. probably a librarian. Although librarians are actually much more social than you would think they are. Yeah, are they? I would think so. You got to talk to people all the time because people are always asking you for for stuff. Yeah, true, true. Okay, <laughs> I like I like the, I like that answer. I think that's very good. Mm-hmm. What food have you always just like hated ever as long as you could remember? Hmm. I used to really dislike black olives when I was younger and then eventually I like grew into them. I grew into them, I don't know, grew to like them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I would say that and then also like you know this, I hate beets, cannot stand them. Um, I had a bad experience and then, you know, I just have this like aversion to them now. So beets and black olives, the black olives I like now. So cool. <laughs> if you could have or had to have a pet that wasn't a cat or a dog, what would kind of be your more exotic choice for a pet? Ooh. Okay. So if I didn't have to feed it crickets or bugs, I would say a chameleon. Because I think that they're so interesting. And so if you love... had like a vegan chameleon, then? <laughs> yeah, if I could feed it like avocado or something. Yeah, I think that would be like my only, because I remember really looking into it and, you know, we tried to convince my mom to get a rabbit, but then we're like, oh, we're not like so into rabbits. And then I, I don't know, I had this total fascination with chameleons. I think a lot of people do though. So when I was like researching them and like, all this stuff. And then I got to the portion of like, you know, what kind of temperature they prefer, this and that. And then it was like. <laughs> Theoretical. You've actually done the research. Okay. I know. I was really into them. I was really sort of like obsessed. And then I got to the part of what you feed uh, chameleons. And then I was like, nope. I just like shut it down completely. But yeah, so if I if I didn't have to feed them or I, I could, I don't know, admire them from close up but also a distance, that'd be great. <laughs> okay, if you were to hire someone to do one thing for you, they could only do one thing, what would that thing be? One thing, like a thing that I hate the most. Yes. Oh, uh, I don't know, what do I hate? Or Or maybe it takes up like a lot of your time. So you would prefer I don't know, I, I would, to outsource I would it? The, I would love to have the money to pay somebody to transcribe the podcast episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really far behind. If you're listening and you want to volunteer, feel free. 
Send us your resume. All right, let's, uh, I'll, I'll ask you one more and then okay. I feel like we've got some really fun things to talk about. Um, okay. What is your favorite time of the day? All other things being equal. Oh, this is a great question. I like it. I'm not a morning person, so I don't want to say the morning. I always find around like three o'clock, I always hit this like weird slump. So I've, I'm not going to say that. I think anywhere from like late morning to early afternoon, 11 to like one o'clock. Yeah, I don't feel sluggish. I feel like very awake. I feel like I can concentrate on things, even if it's the weekend. And let's say I just want to sleep in or do whatever, then I think that's a, a good time. How did this start? What did you do? <laughs> how did I con how did I convince you to do this? Yeah. Yeah, this is what I want. I, I ask myself this question every time we explore. <laughs> well, okay, so I feel like you and I both listen to quite a few podcasts. And then obviously we talk a lot. <laughs> and we enjoy talking to each other. I mean, I could gab for ages, but Specifically with you, I could like, you know, talk for hours and hours on end. We have talked for hours and hours on end. So something must have like just clicked probably in both of our brains that was just like, you know, we talk a lot. We talk about really interesting things. It came about very organically. I didn't feel like it was forced. I didn't feel like it was, you know, mostly me or mostly you that wanted to start a podcast. I think it was, I think it was very mutual. We really complement each other in terms of our skill sets. Mm -hmm. uh, not just in the sense of like obviously you are the more outgoing one <laughs> and I'm a little less outgoing uh, but like in terms of like organization and stuff I am yes. I am very organized right I'm like let's yes. have these papers let's have these documents you know let's schedule our next recording so I'm kind of like yeah. keeping us you know I'm keeping our train on the tracks and yeah uh, you know you you have a different kind of organization you're very good at kind of the the micro level stuff of like, okay, this is how we can like do this particular episode. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think mm -hmm. that one of the reasons that our podcast is so successful and we enjoy it so much is that we bring different skills, complementary mm -hmm. skills mm -hmm. project. So we're not really stepping on each other's toes. Yep. Right. You yep. handle most of like the posting on Facebook and, and stuff. And, I don't mind that because it's not really my thing. So yeah. I'm never yeah. like, oh, I wanted to post on Facebook. Yeah. And then you're so amazing at doing the, the editing portion. And I'm sure I could do it if you showed me or, or whatever, told me how to do it. One, um, of these days. one of these days. One of these days. Yeah, for sure. And, and I know that that's a huge task to do. So I'm like oh, forever grateful about it. And um, yeah, but yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm sort of the, you know, I zigzag and I have all these ideas and I want to like do a million things. And then you're kind of like, okay, like you kind of like keep us like grounded, you know, and steady. And I really appreciate that part. Speaking of all the, uh, the projects mm -hmm. that, and that you keep uh, trying to split your focus between, uh, yeah. what kind of like DIY stuff have you been up to? during this pandemic when we're all stuck at home? Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like like a lot of my concentration has just been on improving my 
my surrounding, my atmosphere. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, I want to start like room by room, you know? So first it was my living room and I added some plants and added a throw. Um, So it was like very small touches like here and there, even in my dining room, like I added cute little like cat baskets, just like keep everything organized. And then my favorite thing has been my terrace that I've just like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I mean, and after the winter, it was pretty like, I think bleak is a a good word, because it's just so like, it was like dreary, and it was just, there was stuff sort of everywhere, like in corners, and I just hadn't really given it the attention that it needed, so I'm like, all right, that's going to be a task, cleaning it all up, getting rid of stuff that I don't need, you know, painting the fence, adding plants, and it's been a huge undertaking, but it's just been so, so rewarding. What about you? What um, what DIY projects have you taken on, or like home improvement um, stuff? Well, I'm I'm still knitting, right? So I'm working mm-hmm. on some stuff right now. I'm working on a shawl, and I'm working on little spider legs. Oh, that's something. so cute! I like the colors. Yeah. And then, of course, being a homeowner means there's always things to do to improve around the house. So yeah, I got some things on my list, too. Um, mm-hmm. I got a gate and who knows, maybe I'll be staining my front steps this, this year. But uh, wow. Yeah, I'm not I'm not much of a DIY person. You know, longer term, I'm going to finish off my home library, which you know, I've got the shelves for that built. I've got chairs in there. I just need a rug. I need a table. I need to do something with the lighting. And then it'll yeah. be a nice, cozy space. Yeah. But, yeah. Becky, I would yeah. like you to talk a little bit about your blog. Because in addition to us celebrating the fact that our podcast has a 1,000 downloads, um, you know, we also are celebrating something very special for your blog. Aw. Yep. So it is my uh, third year of blogging that has... Uh, come up I'm very happy but I'm also very surprised that it's already been three years what Um, I'm surprised about is how much has changed in three years like I remember when we were working together at the art gallery and you were like Cara I'm gonna start a blog and we like were brainstorming the names and stuff and for anybody who hasn't listened already if you want more details on the genesis of Becky's blog you can listen to our episode all about that that just came Mm -hmm. out but it's just like, since that time, you moved to Montreal, you know, yep. neither of us are working at the gallery anymore. I have a house, like yep. you've gone through several jobs, like, yep. your lives have changed so much in three years. We started it's, a podcast. We started a podcast, <laughs> yeah. What yep. are you kind of looking forward to for the next three years? Where are you taking us? Oh, wow. Are next gonna, three like, years. Road? Is there going to be like a tour? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Yes, I'm going to start doing live tours. I'm going to start hitting up the big cities, you know, Toronto, Vancouver, going to the States. Who knows? I might even be in Europe. You never know. Don't, you know. You hear it first, folks. Always look behind behind you because you never know when Becky is going to be lurking around every corner. (laughs) Yes, exactly. No, I, I I think three years is it's too far, I think, to, to plan something, you know, like I, I can have, that you're hoping to accomplish sort of in the next few years, obviously to, 
just grow my brand, maybe to expand it into something else. I don't know, maybe do like merchandise or who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Who know, like you just you never know with life. Like I would like to yeah, write a book at some point. If anybody has merchandise suggestions for Becky, drop them in the comments or send her a message. You know, what would you like to buy? Yes. Uh, you want Becky. that fanny pack? I get you that fanny pack. You want a little crop top t-shirt? I got you. I got you, girl. <laughs> or a boy. I'm I'm I I also feel like part of me is like I, I wanna make my vlog so that it also maybe appeals to some guys or I don't know. I don't know. Kind of like give it your audience a little bit. Yeah, like I don't want to make it so narrow that it's like just for, you know, women between the ages of, I don't know, 25 to 34 or yeah, whatever. You, you don't really get that tween demographic. <laughs> and and also the um, middle-aged women, like they... You should go on the TikToks. Oh, no, 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 nope. I'm not even like entertaining that idea. Mm -hmm. I've heard people be like, oh, yeah, like you know, you're, you're funny and this and that. And like, you could do totally do TikTok. And I'm like, no, like that is not something that I want to put effort into like dancing. And like, you just see, I'm just like, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for like, I don't, half know, I don't even know how it works. It seems like magic to me. So this is the technophile here going like, I'm too old for this. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, it, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like we've reached this weird like age range where yeah we, like people are still calling us young all the time in kind of like mm -hmm. a dismissive way like oh you're still such a baby yet we're also like not young enough to get like the accolades that come with like doing something when you're young and then people are all, always impressed with it right mm -hmm. like we're kind of stuck in this weird in-between zone where we're not old enough for people to look at us as extremely like experienced, capable professionals, yet we're mm -hmm. also not young enough for people to be impressed with us for our youth. Yep. So. Yeah, it's so true. We're in this, like you said, we're in this weird zone. I was thinking about that today. I'm like, you know, me back in the day, I could drink so much and then just like bounce back right away. Or, or you know, I mean, you wake up, you have some water, you have an Advil, whatever, you're fine. But now it's like, if I were to drink too much, it's like I'm out for a good, I don't know, three days. I'm exaggerating, but you know, you, you still, you feel the effects afterwards. It's not just I, like I you're... I which days you drank too much the night before because you don't text me until like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, like, and you know, it's extra, extra bad when it's like, you know, I don't even say anything until like 7 p.m. the next day. Then you're like, oof, she's hurting. You know, I love your neighbor. I'm, a, I'm actually I'm obsessed with both of our neighbors. I just have to say, mine is so entertaining. I know I put him on Instagram. He will just go outside and he's like, one minute he's a construction worker, the next minute he is splish splashing in his in his little tub outside. The next minute he's telling his dog to shut up because it's like yapping away. So 
I have like a full entertainment system at the back of my house. And then he used to have a hot neighbor. I don't know what happened to him. I've seen him once in the last like two months. So, but yeah, your neighbor, like I just want to trade her for my next door neighbor who <laughs> is not so nice and has a poodle and pretends like she doesn't know me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I feel very fortunate to have somehow started to get to know my my neighbors across the street a little better and they are very generous people and it's nice you know I, yeah. i'm somebody who i'm really good at giving people generous gifts i'm not so good at receiving stuff so it makes me feel awkward sometimes but it's nice it's nice to have people around you know to have a neighbor you know their names and stuff and yeah so i'm not the most outgoing person so it's kind of hard for me to make those connections but yeah well, you were saying that the other day she gave you peonies and, uh, and a fan and she's given you like other base goods, which I think is like just the sweetest, like, mm -hmm. and, and the fact that it's just like, you know, it's, it's very like unexpected. Oh, actually. Okay. I have a question along these lines. Do you feel like you need to reciprocate? Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that I was thinking, I, so I listened to a podcast called Friendshipping with uh, Jen and yeah. Trent. Uh, it's a very good podcast uh, for anybody who's interested in friendship. Uh, they give advice. And I feel like I'm pretty good with friendship, so I've never really felt like I needed much advice. But I've actually considered, I haven't done this, but I've considered writing into them, being like, hey, I have this generous neighbor who keeps doing stuff for me, and I feel awkward, and I'm not sure if I should reciprocate, and if I should, how I should do it, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, this is the thing. It's like my neighbor said, like, you know, this is just what neighbors do. I don't feel bad that I'm not doing much. I, and I did offer to help her with stuff. I told her I was good with computers. I helped her reapply for her CERB, uh, which wasn't hard. It was just telling her that she was clicking the right buttons on her iPad. But, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just about finding opportunities, I guess. But yes, I have thought about that. And I've thought about asking yeah. for ideas and stuff. Yeah, my mom was having a similar issue, but sort of the reverse. So she was giving a neighbor like that had just moved in and, and, and she's single and she was like, Oh, I'm like, you know, that'd be nice if you just made her feel welcome, like to the neighborhood kind of thing, maybe bake her cookies or something. And so she did. And then you know, a couple days later, the girl had like given her stuff. And then my mom was just like, oh, I just don't want it to be this like, you know, we constantly are giving, 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 but like we're giving because we feel like we need to. And I was like, well, then just don't or just you could do it again. But, you know, let her know that she doesn't have to reciprocate. I'm, I'm glad that we don't live in like the, the weird 1950s suburbia which I don't know if that ever really existed, but you know, the kind you see on TV and movies where it's like all the neighbors are always baking each other casseroles and pies and having block parties. And it's it, too much. It a lot. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, I, I, I wish sometimes that I knew my neighbors a little bit better, um, mm -hmm. but I certainly don't want to be in a weird situation where we're constantly expected to reciprocate all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because, Sometimes I feel like that too. Like I'm like, oh, I wish there was, I felt like there was more of a community in between my neighbors. But I'm also like, well, it is a much older neighborhood. So 
And then the people like two, two houses over, they have this like weird statue and like, I only ever like see them like once in a while. And I'm like, neighbors, I yeah. I could be your neighbor. Aw, I wish I could be your neighbor too. <laughs> but I also feel like it's so nice because when we do get to see each other, you know, I know it's been a really long time now considering everything. But it's just, I feel like it's just so special when we do get to see each other. And I feel like we make it special. Yeah. yeah. I just started pretending um, by Holly Bourne, the one that you gave me. And, oh, it's so good. I I was a little skeptical at first. I mean. That's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, you know, she wrote, how do you like me now? And it was phenomenal. And I'm like, well, how can you top that? And we know. have a podcast episode about that called We Love When Born for anybody who Humble wants to plug. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So I was I was skeptical. And then, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I was just kind of like in between books or something. And I was like, okay, well, it's literally right here. Why don't I just start it at least? And then I just read like the first like couple of pages. And I was like, okay, yeah, like it's it's good. I I I wasn't so into it though. And then it was like just today where I was like, okay, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to read. Like, I, I think what really made me enjoy the book, like really changed my opinion of it. And this doesn't really sink in until later in the book. And it's not really a spoiler, spoiler to say this, um, yeah. but she, like you go into the book thinking this is about her getting revenge on all these guys who have wronged her. But really what this is about is her sort of like punishing herself. Mm-hmm. And, and when I realized that's kind of the theme that Bourne is getting at, and it's, it's, a, it's about how women punish themselves for not yeah. thinking good enough, when in reality it's not your fault, it's society's fault, it's the way, you know, it's all these different like aggressions and microaggressions. And I'm like, okay, now, now this all is all making sense. Um, right. I just, I think that, you know, she handles it so well, mm-hmm. um, presents it so well, and it's it's such it's such an interesting story. Yeah. I, I think an important part of the book is, you know, this commentary on the fact that we really do boys and men a disservice with the way that we socialize them in our society to not express the full range of their emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's harmful to men and it's harmful to women, especially mm-hmm. if men are dating women you know my favorite line from that book is uh when april the the main character in the narrator says you know if only men could love women the way that women can love other women yeah you know it would just make everything terribly easier and that line really resonated with me because it kind of was touching the the part of me that's sort of reevaluating my life now that i'm transitioning and how like all my life, you know, I've had predominantly female friends and I read, you know, I, I read that sentence. I'm like, Oh my God, like all my life, I've been loving my female friends the way that women love other women. Right. Like, cause it's yeah. always been this platonic thing. And, and, you know, it's just this realization in hindsight that yes, of course I'm a woman. Cause I've, this is how I've always been socialized, mm. you know? So mm-hmm. it, I, just that one simple line is such a complex thought. It really resonated with me as a trans woman and, Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I can't speak for cis women, but I think it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Born is really trying to point out that we have these weird hangups, hangups about how different genders are supposed to interact in our society and what's allowed, right? And yeah. we each 
men and women uh, that if you want to date, you know, people of a different gender, you have to act in certain ways and you have to be a certain type of person to be considered like appealing and attractive. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I just think like, I, I do agree with that. Like, I think I have very deep friendships with my, with my female friends, of course, but I feel like I'm, I feel like in the last couple of years, I've also tried to carve out this um, other area of my life where I have men as friends and make it clear that, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to date you, but that's like even more valuable if I want to be your friend. Yeah. This, if, if, if I didn't care about you or if I just thought, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this person's really attractive and you know, maybe I can date him. I mean, to me, that means like absolutely nothing. Like that's just going to go down the drain in like a year and, and a half. And, and that's, that's the important point, right? Is that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the case as some people say that men and women uh, can't be friends. Mm-hmm. The problem is our society just doesn't really give us great blueprints how to do that. Yeah. You know, we're encouraged to have uh, same gender friend groups uh, and most of our our friends across gender lines are more casual friends, you know, and yeah. even like in, in like media and stuff, especially as an aromantic asexual person, it frustrates me so much when I see like men and women on TV shows or movies who are like friends or roommates or whatever. And then they inevitably have to hook up. Like they inevitably oh, have to. Right? And it's like, sure. like, no, you could just be best friends. And it's totally, you know, and the only excuse is, oh, well, he turns out to be the gay best friend. So, of course, he can't be interested in her. In her. It's like, right. I, I want to see, like, a straight man and a straight woman be best friends and just get. Yeah. Yeah. Without this, like, messy, complicated friendship. It's just, like, we get along. We can, you know, we are dating other people or maybe we're not dating other people. And, you know, it's just, it is what it is. We like each other because of who we are as, as people. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. Well, should we wrap things up? What do you I think, think we should. <laughs> All right. Well. Thank you for live podcasting with me, Becky. Thank you for live podcasting with me. I'm sure it's not going to be our only time. So I look forward to many yeah. more. Uh, So where can people find us if they want to learn more about our podcast? You guys can find us at our website, www.wejustliketotalk.com. You can find us anywhere where you find podcasts, such as iTunes. When we do hit 2,000, I want to celebrate with another Instagram Live. And this time I want champagne. And I want to pop the bottle. Okay. 